Hello and welcome to Borked, the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I'm your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-hosts, Jay. Hello, people. And the the scrumptralescent, which is a word I used last week to describe something else. but this And irascible. The scrumptralescent and irascible blackguard Rev. Hello, sir. Hello. I see my reputation precedes me. As, as per always. So you guys are hot off of uh, PAX. Rev, you just got back today. And, and Jay, you live in the WA, so you didn't really get back, but you just finished well, the con ended yesterday, right? I, I, I'm in the same state as Rev because I woke up this morning, drove him to the airport, came home, cleaned up the condo, prepared for my parents' return, hung out with my parents, like left there. I've had a travel day essentially as well. So both Rev and I may sound a bit on the passive side, but I think that'll all fade once we start talking about the stuff we're really excited about. Well, let's uh, let's just do that. This whole episode is going to be all about PAX, all kinds of games, Star Wars, The Old Republic, uh, just everything that happened at PAX. So I'm basically going to open it up to you guys. I'll ask a couple questions, but let's let's start off, I guess, with Rev. Um, favorite thing from the whole con, if you could just pick one thing that was totally awesome. Oh, Jesus, you're such a bastard. Whoa, was I it? Say that? <laughs> one like thing only. Could ask. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> edit it while we hum and haw because I am lost uh, honestly um, I would say uh, the Star Wars demo not the Old Republic no not Knights just the Old Republic I mean the Old Republic <laughs> they're so dumb with that name I don't know Knights, what it's hard the, uh, it's real hard Republic. Coder yeah Coder Online Coder Online <laughs> <laughs> So, is this a game that I that we are going to end up playing? Or are we going to leave WoW? No. Um, I won't. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, right. It depends on instancing and uh, raiding. But it basically. looks real good because we are raiders and we love to raid. But, yeah. But the gameplay looked solid. Yeah, the gameplay looks solid. Um, it's cool that it's like. I mean, we'll get into it, but it, it's cool that it's really story-driven, and that there's some interesting oh, things in there. Crap. All right, so <laughs> that phrase, or Jay. what was it, stylized reality? <laughs> story-driven and stylized reality. Stylized reality with, Jay, with progression. If some jerk on a podcast asked you what your favorite thing from the whole convention was, what would you say? Uh, well, my answer might be a bit biased because I didn't go to BlizzCon, but I'd have to say Diablo 3. Um I cannot tell you, like, what that game means to me now. <laughs> like, and you guys, I got a text message from Rev. Um, you guys went home mm-hmm. on, was this Saturday night? Yeah. And you did what? We, we loaded Diablo 2 on all our computers and had, like, a couple-hour Diablo 2 land. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It was pretty, pretty awesome. Diabolic, I would say. Yeah. Wow, very cool. Well, I'm yeah. glad you guys got to revisit that. So what I'd like to do, we've got your two favorite things. Um, what I would love to do is uh, maybe we could start at day one and kind of you could tell us what you did, what you saw, and what you thought about those things. If you want to start that, Jay, maybe just give us a rundown. Sure. Yeah, uh, on the first day, Friday, uh, we I actually got split up from Rev uh, because I had another buddy, Eric, who we'll have on the show eventually because he definitely is a geek and he's a very cool guy. He gets revs. Rev, does he get your full seal of approval? He does. He yeah. was epic. Yeah. He's like a major magic geek, like huge hardcore magic geek. Anyway, so he ended up getting caught in traffic, and I had his badge, so I had, I had to like wait out and like get him his badge. So we actually didn't get into the expo hall as quickly as Rev and Shader and Peter did, which is uh, uh, the other people we were with that day. And uh, so we, we basically got in there, and the first thing I want to do is I want to run over and do Diablo 3 because it was priority for me. So I got in there and uh, got to try that out. That was really good. I'm not going to go too much into it, but I, the things I like the most about it is it still feels like Diablo. So if you loved Diablo, there's no question when you start playing it, you're playing Diablo. Like, I was afraid of that. I thought they were going to try and stray too far, and I knew I'd love it because it's Blizz, but it feels like Diablo. Which is good. And, and how did how did you uh, did you enjoy what we mentioned in the BlizzCon wrap up podcast? The 
clicking that was happening all around you? Was that pretty awesome? Uh, it wasn't as intense because they basically, their setup was they had a central kind of booth area where they had devs there. Bornak was there, which is cool. I didn't have a chance to talk to him, but they, they had actual like community managers there I, to talk with you. Uh, I think it's actually pronounced Bornak. Bornak. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and then around that, there were pylons, which had... I think three stations around each pylon and those were kind of placed throughout the rest of their floor space. And they had on one third of their floor space, they had like three, I think three or four Diablo pylons, which each had three computers around it. And then they had the Starcraft ones and the the Cataclysm ones. Um, So uh, I didn't actually get to play Cataclysm until third day. So I'll leave that there. But uh, what we did on the first day, other than that, we went, I think we, that was the day we did battlefield. Is that right, Rev? Yeah. Uh, we played Battlefield. Uh, um, bad Company 2, by the way. Bad, Yeah, Bad Company 2, Ooh, which is no. a... Is that pixel, like, cell-shaded craziness? No, no. no it You're is thinking not. Borderlands. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. But all right, all right. Bad all right. Company 2 was sexy sauce. Like It was I, really solid. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. It was like, this is a finished game. Like, this should be in my hand. I should be playing this right now, because it was that good. Like, it felt way better than Bad Company 1, which was still good, but... It really felt like that's the kind of game where the Greyhounds and everyone we know could get together and actually play it like, tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. Um, Rev, I want to throw this over to you for a minute. Uh, did you play Diablo 3 again? No, I didn't. Because um, I know you played it a lot in BlizzCon. Yeah. They, it looked, you know, they hadn't changed it or added new classes or anything. Yeah, to kind of precursor <laughs> all of this, I have to say that I did about 75% of what I wanted to do. Yeah. There just was not enough time. So That's, that, that's if, uh, pretty impressive, if you ask me. Yeah, and, and the problem was is that the stations at the Blizzard booth weren't really moderated at all. And uh, they weren't moderated so someone could stand there for 40 minutes when at BlizzCon, they kicked you off after 20. So, wow. yeah, so like being four people deep, that means you're waiting at least an hour. I didn't really want to do that. Which is why we didn't play Left 4 Dead 2. Because it was there and it was gorgeous and I wanted to play it and we could watch it, but I was just like, I'll be damned if I was going to waste... Is that the one with the volleyball? Two hours. With what? The volleyball? I don't know if there's a volleyball. No, what is it? The beach volleyball. That's game. dead or alive. Come on. I don't even know. Yeah, no. It, we, we didn't play that. I, I think that was a good call not to play it just because of how long the line was. But right. A little sad. A little sad about that. Okay, so so you did uh, Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. And then you did Battlefield. It was Bad Company, right? Which was Bad Company 2, yeah. You said it was superb. Yes, like playable, purchasable. We were going to get together in your parents' garage. (laughs) And (laughs) like the old days, we will unite in a a storm of bullets. Yeah. The coolest thing about that, I have to say, is that I know everyone's all into the destructible environments, but it was was done in a way that was... Classy? Classy, yeah. It wasn't like, I should destroy this building because it's in front of me and I can. It was like... I was hiding behind this wall and sniping, and a tank shot the wall, and I died. And when I respawn, I can't hide there anymore. Like yeah, that there's a of, hole through it. Yeah. <laughs> or I could, but I'd have to pop through the hole, which might be good, might not be. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Actually, we just added uh, Peter to the call here. Peter, can we get a sound check slash your response to Battlefield? Um, I have to say, it was pretty awesome. It goes along the lines of the Battlefield series, of course. Uh, I was happy that it wasn't, like, when I was playing, there were more people actually shooting with guns. Yes. Um, God. <laughs> than jumping in tanks or throwing nades all the time, which was fantastic. Uh, I really liked it. I'm not used to the Xbox controls, but still, very playable, very easy to jump in. Well, we've got a, a, a frenzy of typing. So, yeah, um, welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the call, Peter. Yeah, uh, and to the Bork podcast. This is a we Rev's, should have had you on before now, but Rev's illustrious brother, um, and they may sound similar. And we're going to have Rev do his Scottish Doctor Who accent. 
<laughs> and that should make it very clear for all of us uh, who's speaking when. So um, what I had asked Rev and Jay was what their very favorite thing, if they could look at we're, we're right now we're going through chronologically and just looking at the different, you know, what, what we did each day. But uh, obviously I wasn't there, but I had asked them what their very favorite thing, if they could just pick one thing from the entire convention, like what their very favorite thing was. Jay said his was Diablo 3. Rev said his was... Um, seeing Star Wars Old Republic. So if you could pick out of those three days what your very favorite experience or your very favorite game or whatever it was, what what do you think that would be? Uh, Dawn of War 2 panel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you have a special reason why that's true. You should share that info now. Okay, so um, the main guy, Otto Otonson, uh, if I pronounce that correct, he was talking and then someone asked some uh, detailed questions and there were three developers uh, sitting at computers playing the game, showing it off, blah, blah, blah. So Otto, uh, he asked the three developers to come up and answer uh, questions in detail and whatnot. And uh, I asked uh, if I could play the game while they're talking and so he agreed to let me come up and two <laughs> others. And uh, so I played something uh, that not everyone has played yet, which is so awesome. The expansion and, for Dawn of War 2, right? Yeah, the expansion. Yeah. Um, well, the content comes, patch. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's free? This, it's free? Okay, wow, it's that's free. awesome. It comes out in uh, October 14th. Wow. And uh, uh, after everything was done, uh, they pulled the three of us aside, and they gave us a free copy of Dawn of War 2, and they signed it. Oh, so highlight wow. of the show, perhaps for sure. Hey, yeah. bravo, dude! That's awesome. See, the worst thing they can do is say no. But uh... <laughs> so, let me ask this: Was it multiplayer, and did you win? Um, we it, well, it's like it is multiplayer, but it is more towards uh, an arena. It's co-op. So, yeah, it's co-op. So we had uh, you can only play uh, three people at a time. Um, and you're just in this round arena type circle thing, and there's uh, four uh, spots where different uh, races come out to attack you or capture the point. So you just have to, uh, and it's in waves. So you have to kill like the first wave to get the second wave, and it just builds up to, uh, I believe the cap is wave 20. And at the end of the, the panel, they uh, let us cheat to level 20 which is the top level and then they threw us into wave uh, 16 and 17 and uh, we got uh, obliterated pretty much within a minute <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> well that'll happen um, uh, that's like me playing any RTS so I feel you. <laughs> That's like, why I love playing RTSs with you. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm Sad. hoping that the brilliant future that we're all holding on to, we're clinging for in 2010, the dawn of StarCraft II, that oh. you'll eventually have enough exposure uh, to the point where you will no longer think that you know, RTSs are your worst no. genre. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they, I think I'm, you know, I'm decent at first-person shooters, although really rusty at this point, and uh, pretty bad at MMOs, but, you know, I get by. But I think RTSs will always be the worst. Hopefully I can at least step that up a little bit, you know, bring a little more game to the court, as they say, or as they might say. Anyway, so thank you for sharing. That sounds like an, an amazing experience. And, uh, dude, that's awesome. So let's get back to Jay. You were talking about day one, and uh, you, you finished Battlefield, and then that was really great, and you think we're going to have some fun with that. What what was the next thing that you did there, um, day one, when you were kind of disconnected from Rev and you were doing your own thing? Uh, well, we uh, we went and hung out with a good friend of ours. Um, his name is M. Weigand and his wife. And we had a really good lunch, uh, hung out with them, and spent some good time chit-chatting and whatnot. Not gamer-related, but he is cool. And I think we are definitely going to have him on the show at some point because he fits the geek profile and is a good man. Um, and then uh, the other thing that we played that was really awesome, well, not really played. We, we wanted to get in a D&D &D match this weekend. Not a match, but like a game, you know? Because they had a lot of opportunities, different ones. There was on the main floor in the wizard's booth, they had a, a DM there who, if you sat down, would run a game for you really quick, like a little 45-minute encounter. 
Um, and, you know, try as we did every single day, literally all three days, we tried to get it done, and it just never worked out for some reason or another. Um, in addition, they had another uh, separate room up, uh, up a floor where you could go and use their like patented character creator, which is ridiculously full-featured, and make a really cool character. So me and Erica, Eric, not Eric, uh, but Eric, comma, uh, but since it's a podcast, I should remove the uh, so just Eric, me and Eric. Um, there is no Erica, just let's get that on the record. Me and Eric went and created characters kind of with the cool backstory and all that, and even that we couldn't get to the point where we were playing because the line for their administered games was like seven hours long so we never got in the D game but we spent some good time doing that we played a couple magic matches at the wizards booth uh got to see some really cool gameplay for what was that game you guys have to understand like i'm overwhelmed i've last year was incredible but this year was ludicrous so was it wet yeah i think it was wet that i saw on friday wet is a new game by bethesda which is kind of a rails shooter in the general feeling of uh, Stranglehold, which was the John Woo shooter featuring Chow Yun-Fat. And uh, it feels like that, looks like that, has a chick main character, and for some ungodly reason it's named Wet. I, it's just kind of gross if you it's ask me. It's just marketing, man. I yeah. I mean, they didn't need to do that because the game looks like a hell of a lot of fun and very cool. But I got to see that. That was pretty sweet. And then concerts for the night, but I'm sure yeah. Rev saw something cooler between. All right. Well, let's, yeah, so let's kick it over to Rev. So day one, Rev, I, I understand you actually got to see the keynote. Uh, tell us about your day and what were your highlights? Well, I would actually say that we got there an hour beforehand um, so we could get – we were worried about getting the swag bag, and it was unfound as they were handing out swag unfounded. bags up to the end of the uh, convention. But either way, the, the line itself – to get in was actually pretty fun. They had, um, it looks like this company comes in, you, you call them up and you give them money, I'm sure, some kind of negotiated amount. Mm. And they show up, they put a big <laughs> screen up, and then they do kind of party games in the line. But what they had done is uh, it was all very geeky. And they had, such as uh, Launch All Zig, they had that video up there, and they had uh, over 9,000, and they had all these little text-in games where you text it in, and it chose the video. And then you'd randomly, a couple of times, uh, for people that had texted in, they'd randomly choose a winner, and they went up and got something cool. And we threw on beach balls, and that was <laughs> a really entertaining hour, uh, which was kind of funny. Um, after that... <clears throat> We uh, just did some unremarkable things, <laughs> and then we went to the keynote. We stood in line for the keynote again, uh, and the keynote was by Ron Gilbert, and he worked on Monkey Island at LucasArts and a number of other things, Maniac Mansion. Uh, I could go on, but I'm not going to. He has a new game called Death Bank, which looks really good, by the it way. looks, like, really good. I, I stood there looking at the screen for... I don't know. What do you read? Like five minutes? Yeah, and like you guys I had already milling, looked at the screen I, for a while. Yeah, you guys were milling about, and I was just like watching the screen. I'm like, this looks like so much fun. It's, it's kind of feels like a little bit of a, I mean, it's it's high overview of your character, um, and you're kind of running about an adventure landscape and killing stuff. But it just, it's the kind of game where if they had had it available for play, the line would have been long because people. Like, people just long for that kind of, I'm going to grab this guy and kill crap kind of game. Is know? it like uh, Devil May Cry kind of thing? No. Where the camera's there's... like high up and you're... No, there's another game that's like that that I'll talk about from day three. But this was a bit more like adventure Kind of felt more like a, like an overhead view of maybe like a Mario, but gotcha. with more combat. And it was called Dust what? Death Spank. Death Spank. Death Spank. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's completely different than what I heard. It's kind of like a... Con uh, have you played Castle Crashers on Xbox Live? Yes. I've seen it. Yes. But not side-scrolling. No, it's not side-scrolling, but it's like Castle Crashers in that you're like exploding things with your sword, and there's lots of things happening on the screen as you're fighting. Awesome. Um, and the graphics are like not... They're cartoony, but they're cel-shaded 3D. Mm -hmm. Um Anyways, back to his keynote. 
he was a uh, it, it was a really great keynote. He was kind of dry, but still full of humor, kind of like his games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really inspirational. Um, I mean, it was certainly an experience, especially in that I'm a huge fan of his. So to be able to hear a speech like it wasn't it wasn't like the inauguration speech of the president, but it was. <laughs> you mean riveting and full of fluff? Yes. <laughs> exactly. No comment. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was certainly uh, one of the highlights that I had for that weekend. And then soon after that, we uh, we met up. So you guys met up and you watched concerts, right? Yeah, that was way later in the like day. That. We yeah. did the whole walking through all the booths. Getting swag. Swags. Oh, swag. All right. Well, a lot that sounds of like fun. games. A so lot of them. It sounds like a lot of it was spent in, you know, in gameplay or finding out about games, which is awesome. Obviously, that's what, you know, Penny Arcade is built around the gaming community and... I, that's what the expo is all about. Having never been there and walked the floor, um, what I said to my wife was that it seemed like it would be a lot more interesting. And I think I kind of said this to you guys in the car too. It would be a lot more interesting because the just the vendors that you would have there would be a lot more diverse. When we were at the BlizzCon, there were you know vendors of gaming equipment, and that was pretty much it for the expo hall. So there wasn't a whole lot of oh, let's go check out this booth, let's go check out this booth, because it was like oh yeah, let's go check out keyboards. We could do that at Best Buy. We don't need to go to BlizzCon for that. Right. Like, I can get into Best Buy yeah. for free. It's not it's like amazing. you're going to see Bioware at BlizzCon. Yeah. Exactly. True. Exactly. So that's really cool. All right. So um, uh, real quick, uh, I don't know if your brother was with you guys. Uh, Pete, where were you throughout all this madness? Day one. Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> it's just like... Well, you rolled with Rev the whole time, right? I mean, you guys were in the same mostly. kind of group. Mostly. But sometimes I would split off and uh, look at different of the booths. It sounds like I think we should jump into day two and give us the highlights. Why don't we start with the one who was last on day one? What did you What did you see? What really stood out to you? And uh, what did you enjoy on Saturday over at PAX? Uh, let's see. Saturday, I went straight to the Blizzard booth and I jumped on the line for Diablo 3, which was amazing because uh, they have computers kind of in a circle for Diablo 3, and there was just massive amounts of people in the lines on the outside computers. And there's like maybe two or three computers inside this circle, which have, what, two or three people in line. So I jumped in that, and I just got to play... uh, Diablo 3 pretty quickly, which was pretty awesome. I played the wizard and enjoyed it. Wizard is good. I kind of liked it so too. So were you only allowed to play one class, or was it like you could quit and then re-roll? That would be inappropriate to the people behind you. Yeah, you can quit and re-roll, but it's just kind of a no-no just because how many people are there and and they're like breathing down wanna... your back waiting for you to finish yeah. <laughs> now, um, jay you had said that when you played you were you were texting me and you said you were behind a guy who spent 20 minutes managing his inventory is that like pretty close i mean wow. this guy he he played the full allotted amount of time until it said thank you for playing the demo at the top in the diablo font which was a really weird thing to see in the diablo font because <laughs> usually it's like Save and exit. Yeah. It's the most real worldly <laughs> thing. Other than that, it's like a Diablo's face melting layer. <laughs> you know? But it's like, thank you for playing the demo. And I was like, that's really sweet and cutesy for that font. Yes, thanks for playing. <laughs> With a little pentagram hovering on the sides. So <laughs> Yeah, he, he was pretty horrible to wait behind. But uh it was worth it. Even to that point I could say it was worth it. So for all of our listeners out there, guys, if you're playing a demo on the first game day, that's not out, and it's yeah. like this awesome thing. Don't pick up loot; just fight. Kill crap! Come on, seriously. Um, Pete, what were your impressions of the wizard? Did you enjoy the class? Yeah, it was really awesome. Uh, you get a melee type thing, mouse one, which is kind of it, eh, but uh, you also get this. 
you throw your wand or whatever it is, and it just shoots this ball of destruction. <laughs> um, the skills that you get are just kind of like a mages, where you could freeze, or uh, you can copy yourself. Uh, it, I really enjoyed it. I played like 10-15 minutes, and I quit just because I didn't want to be a dick to all the people around me. So Yeah, that's I did that with pretty much every game. I was trying to be really courteous, um, almost to a fault at some points. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't do that at BlizzCon at all, so, um, oh well. <laughs> uh, Jay, what were your thoughts on the, you played the wizard, did you play any other class? Uh, no, I, I just did the wizard class, um, but uh, Benson, Eric Benson, my buddy who was, I was playing with at the time, he played the barbarian, which I had to say from watching, that might be my jam. <laughs> it was, really? It's pretty awesome. It was a hell of a thing to watch, like without a doubt, just Wow. <laughs> Nice. See, I had opportunity. I just never really got around to actually playing any of the other... Uh, I played the wizard and the monk, and that was yeah. it for me. The witch doctor I'm not really interested in, and the barbarian I wanted to try, but I just couldn't stop playing the wizard after I started playing it. And then once really? we went back the second time, like, yeah, the cool thing about it is you hit that split personality, and then you run back, and you just seed the entire crowd with orbs. Uh -huh. And once your split personality dies, you run in in Nova and hit split personality again. It's amazing. Like, they never touch you, and they just blow up. It's awesome. Yeah, well, you are a death knight, so you kind of like that crap, I guess. I they definitely like things that are, you know, really rewarding and really easy. So the wizard was right up my alley. <laughs> right. All right. Um, okay, so, uh, Pete, moving on. Uh, day two, what else did you do? What else did you see that really stuck out and was awesome? Uh, I went over to, I saw the Bioshock booth, which is pretty cool. They, that was uh, rad. Yeah, they set up kind of uh, you what you'd see in the game. They also have a puzzle that people are trying to solve, and I don't know what was in this puzzle. It was kind of big, so I assume there was some neat swag in there. I don't know if it was uh, solved or not. Um Let's see what else. I went over to the wet and the brink, or the, uh, the Bethesda booth, and I watched some people play wet. Kind of a mix between, I'd say, Max Payne and something else. I don't know. <laughs> it looks pretty cool just because uh, it's kind of like a cowboy, steampunk kind of looking thing. Nice Victorian era in cowboy hats, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, with samurai swords. Oh. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. So, um, just a lot. Oh, I'm, I'm excited about all these games. I don't know how I'm going to play them all. I think we need to set up some kind of system, like a, a, a commune where we each buy a certain game and then we, like, ship it to the left or something, you know, once we finish with it. I think that's the way to go. Definitely. Um, so, any other huge, like, one, any, like, big, big thing that was just amazing on day two? I'm going to jump over to Rev next. I tried looking at all of the booths. Um, some disappointing things, Star Trek Online, but I didn't really have a lot of, like... Yeah, I wondered about that. So, it was not cool? Mm -mm. Well, because I've been it, looking at the ships, and, like geeking out just over the spaceships, but that's just because spaceships are cool. <laughs> so the game could still suck. Yes, it yeah. can, and looks like it does. Yeah. Like, if I can interject on the Star Trek thing for a second. Go ahead. Uh, like, it just, to me, it didn't look like a complete game. Like, it looked like it looked like they had some, like, some, I didn't get to see the ground combat that much, but it looked like they had some ship combat, and the ship combat suffers from the same thing I don't know. Like, when you watch an episode of Star Trek, how many ships get destroyed in one episode of Star Trek? Zero to one. Zero to one. Right. Exactly. And how many ships did I see being destroyed watching somebody's screen for 30 seconds? Uh, I actually Three never saw anyone kill it. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's the same kind of thing with... I guess it's the same problem I have with Knights of the Old Republic, which is... Not Knights, but... The Old Republic, the MMO, is that I see people getting hit with a lightsaber five times. And they don't split in half. And <laughs> like, 
I know it shouldn't bother me, but it does. It really does. So play the free Kotar that they gave us all. Yeah, I can and will and shall. I'm downloading it right now as we speak. I'm at seventy percent. I'm kind of glad. You know, I I want to explore all the uh, all the various MMO avenues, but I really have trouble making the concept, as I've talked about time and time again, making the concept of a space MMO work. So. I guess I'm not shocked, and I guess I'm kind of glad because I feel like if it does work, it's going to be so compelling because I'm such a sci-fi nerd that I like I'll be unable to stop myself from switching to it or playing it or whatever, and I just don't have time, you know. <laughs> well, no, there, there's that's actually there's a really good point in there, which is uh, and it relates to day two, so we're still on our kind of plan here, which is day two. We we spent a lot of time in line for and watching the uh, the old Republic game footage, and. Um, like, I had a lot of issues with it outright, but I think we kind of worked through most of, most of those, and I'm kind of over a lot of that. But um, my thing I'm kind of left with on it is, if you want to play another Knights of the Old Republic, that's exactly what you're going to get. And from what we can see in the demo, you'll be able to do that with another person. So that could be a hell of a lot of fun. And that's and, exactly what we talked about. We, I mean, we said if it's another Knights of the Old Republic, we're going to be satisfied with that. So Yeah, I mean, like I think Rev kept trying to hit me in the head and be like, Stop thinking about it as what you know is an MMO. It's not what you know is an MMO. It's it's really it's it's only can be called an MMO because it is big and online with a lot of people. But in terms of the gameplay and everything, it's going to be entirely different and not different in a foreign or bad way. Just different in a it feels like I'm playing a single player game, but there happen to be a lot of people around me. Way. Well, I think that we also haven't seen a lot of it. There may still be instancing just like we see in World of Warcraft. There may still be raiding just like we see in World of Warcraft. It's just that yeah. when you level, when you're progressing to that end game, mm-hmm. it is via storylines that there's no going back, and they're different for every single race. They, what they said was for each of the six paths that you take, there's no, uh, there's no quest that is repeated. So yeah. you'll get a different experience for each six paths. Which is totally cool and everything, but you know, it's really easy to say that right now. And looking at yes. what they've said they're making and their estimated release, which I think is 11, right? 2011? I don't know if they've given a date. I think that's just what everyone well, assumes. I can say definitively they have bit off more than they can chew if they're shooting for 2011 with a degree of complexity that, and differentiation that they have claimed. I do not think that is anywhere near possible. I have well, to we'll disagree. See. Really? Well, because uh, look at what they've done with Kotar. I mean, I know it's old, but they still are amazing. Recently, uh, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, they're insane, crazy games that are uh, space-oriented. What else do they have? Dragon Age, whatever that is. I just think they are able to pull it off hmm. with their so previous games they made. So you're like basing that off of the epic glow that you know resonates from Bioware. That's your yes. Okay, no, Very, no, that's legit. Kind of I'll, I'll totally, <laughs> I'll buy into that. Yeah, they have quite the history. So I mean, I think what may be really important to keep in mind is exactly what you guys have both talked about, which is. Um, we don't know what the end of it is going to look like, and maybe it's just going to be a different kind of thing. I mean, I think of Champions on- Champions <laughs> Champions Online as a very different kind of MMO, um, and it's not necessarily the kind of thing that I'm interested in. That doesn't mean that it's not valid or fun. It's just yeah. you know, I don't imagine that it has the kind of end game. Although they have released some videos where they're like, "No, we have bosses for reals." Um, <laughs> But I, you know, I, I just get that sense, and that's without having played it, without having gone in depth. And maybe, you know, maybe it's like that. Maybe we'll follow the story and get to the end, and then by the time we get to the expansion, we'll be out. Who knows? What mm-hmm. else did you guys do on day two? PC free play. Oh yeah, what, what were your options? Which was really fun. So just to, for those of you who don't know, they have an area in the convention center called PC free play. They also have console free play, and basically it's. Like, it's a huge convention hall. I mean, literally, 
and literally was the buzzword for the weekend, by the way. Uh, literally. 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 Seriously. Yeah. And then followed with air quotes. Literally a thousand computers. So maybe not a thousand, but what would you say? Pretty close? Maybe 500? More a, a thousand. Yeah. A lot. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't put a metric out there. I'm sure we could find it. But there were, if you want to imagine it, like for the human imagination, there were a thousand uh, computers in a hall on tables with all, all Razer furniture. I mean, you had Razer uh, mice and keyboards and headsets, all quality. All the computers were provided by Intel. They were all like top of the line. You would go up to the table outside this hall and you would say, four people, they'd say, okay, four people. And they would walk you in, sit you down at four chairs, and you had half an hour to play any game that was installed on that computer, of which there was a plethora of goodens. Um, we, we played Team Fortress 2, we played Left 4 Dead, we played Demigod. Uh, we tried to play Red Faction 2, but Windows Live for the PC is the worst piece of crap I've ever encountered in my life. Um, <laughs> it was jacked. <laughs> it was re- like, oh, I can't tell you how much I hate that. That's another podcast. That's like Steam versus Windows Live will be a whole podcast of me being angry. So maybe we better not do it. I was surprised that in the Dawn of War 2 panel, no one, like we chuckled a little bit when the live wasn't working uh, it for didn't those work that don't at the know, panel i wasn't there Dawn, well well let me Dawn of war 2 uses games from windows live for matchmaking and when they fired up the game they were trying to connect everybody together uh to play the three player arena and it was giving them trouble and then audience chuckled but i was surprised that no one in the q and a nor just yelling out uh, bagged on live at all other than uh they also there was a question that said, uh, "Will there be new achievements?" And the relic guys said, "Oh well, if we don't make you pay for the expansion, we can't add more achievements to the product." Hmm. I wonder if that's like a contract thing. It's something with live. Yeah, it's well, it's so not a new game. So. They're not just the worst, like from an end user standpoint. They're also the worst from like a developer standpoint. <laughs> seems to be awesome way to be bad um <laughs> but i think you're just gonna see that when you work with a big huge giant corporation you know all right well let's move on to well we didn't talk concerts oh goodness there gracious i guess day one concerts talk we should talk about that really quick day one concerts go ahead kick it uh we came in in the middle of the set of a band called anamanaguchi and yes you can quote me anamanaguchi um it's it was a really cool band. You should check them out. They're on iTunes. They have their own website, yada yada. I'm sure everyone has their website, but whatever. Uh it's they're basically like kind of a late teens, early twenties rock band of guys who use eight bit and play it really loud <laughs> um in their rock and it was it was cool. Like the whole entire time we were listening to their music, I'm like, this is rad. Like I really wanted to listen to it and I wanted it like I was enjoying everything I was hearing. And the 8-bit really added to their just kind of frantic rock and roll style. But there were no vocals except for their cover songs. And they covered uh, a Weezer song. And they covered uh, another song. What was it? I don't remember. You guys remember? No? I don't recall. Yeah. But they were pretty good. Did you guys think they were good? Did you like them? I enjoyed them. Yep. And then after that was a band that I really enjoyed called Metroid Metal. And they're a, a metal band that has converted the old soundtracks from Metroid games and one StarCraft song, by the way. Which yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And uh, they just kind of, I don't know, if you guys remember the Metroid music, it's all very like, like over and over kind of sci-fi creepy music. And they just converted that into metal. It's, it is really impressive. They totally rock the house, like a full convention hall pretty much, of people just like rocking out and meddling out to this music. It was really rad. I liked it a lot. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. So, uh, Rev, did you have a favorite concert or performance? I would say out of all of them, I enjoyed Metroid Metal the most, just because they rocked. They really did. But then again, we didn't see either MC Front a lot or Joko or any of the bands on the second night. So, there's that. 
to our everlasting yeah, shame. That's pretty sad. Joko, I mean, I have a soft spot in my heart for nerd, for nerdcore, so MC Front yeah. a lot is is awesome. But um, even if you don't like rap, if you don't like you the the rappers, uh, Joko is amazing no matter what. I mean, he he has ten songs that are just superb. And then yeah. five, five or six other albums, but ten songs <laughs> that are <laughs> That's absolutely why we didn't go. That are yeah. absolutely superb, and I well, I would imagine that he would play, you know, those those awesome songs, you know, not the more random sort of I'm going to put out one album every six months songs, you know. Yeah, no, and that that's totally true. I think literally it was literally it was just kind of a time thing for us where it was, you know, it's it's already midnight. Do we want to stay around and wait an hour for? Like MC Frontalot no, and Joko yeah. at the start. I mean, we could have probably waited for MC Frontalot, but not many people knew him, and we had already been at we had been at the convention hall since 9 a.m. So yeah. at that point, it had been 12, 15 hours at the convention center, and then the second night, the second band. I don't even know their name, but I looked them up on iTunes, and I'm sorry if you liked them, and I'm sorry if this is the band listening to our podcast, which I doubt it, but hey, one can hope. Anyways, I really didn't like them at all like a lot like a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot you did not like them at all and when i overheard i was not fond of either no so not so yeah. much so pete <laughs> what was your favorite performance of the weekend did you have one probably metroid metal just because i'm a huge fan of metroid i mean and metal yeah <laughs> Well, and who who isn't a fan of the metal? <laughs> and they totally did it in like the Jack Black metal way too, where it was like, ah, and they're all like shaking their heads like yes and throwing up the horns, like not in a sincere like we are metal, but in a like tongue in cheek metal is amazing. We all love it, and it's not as hardcore as people make it sound. Way the guy on the very far left <laughs> with the black long hair he, <laughs> he, he was totally metal yeah the other guys were just kind of nerdy yeah the middle guy was like shaved head like he should have been in a punk band and the guy on the far right i told rev he looked like uh he looked like josh hartnett's young geeky brother yeah wow and he probably was like if you, <laughs> it's a very good possibility oh uh, all right well i'm jealous that I missed uh, that. It was funny because the um, I'm not surprised, Pete, that you say that uh, the Metroid Metal was your favorite because I was obviously looking at Twitter and following you guys throughout the weekend, and some of you, you know, you didn't tweet a whole lot. I got the sense that you were busy doing stuff, but then that night I'm sitting on my couch, probably playing WoW, and I'm I like check Twitter and I see like three tweets from Rev and from um, Shader and someone else, probably Jay. And uh, all of them said, Metroid Metal, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and they had, I think they had twit pics, I'm not sure, but I could probably I just go back yep. and be like, uh, a dark room and a bright stage, yes, this is what every concert picture looks like. That's <laughs> totally true. <laughs> um, so that's awesome. So let's, let's. I guess we can move on to day three, unless you guys have anything else you want to just highlight of the first two days. And I think we'll, we'll take just a, a retrospective. Uh, yeah. After we do that, so highlights from day three. Uh, Jay, take uh, it away. Sucker, you just got shot down. I, you you asked. You said unless you have any day two. Oh, okay, day three. You're terrible at well, everything. What's yeah, your okay. day two? Go. Fine. You're what's your day suck. two? Pax ten is ten games that uh, Jerry and Mike really like. They're <laughs> indie games. <laughs> Mike and like. Mike and like rhyme. Oh. Oh no. So. I would suggest people to check them out. A few of them are actually, or one of them at least, is really popular field runners for the iPhone. And then Machinarium looked like a really artsy, fun kind of adventure game. But go to paxsite.com slash pax10.php and you will find them. Anyways, and Shank, Shank looked good, right? Oh, Shank, yeah. It wasn't part of the Pax 10. It was across it from it. Oh. No. But it looked fun. It was gratuitous killing like in cartoon form. Yeah, it was like a metal slug, but cooler, cell shaded, um, more options. Venture Brothers, like kind of with a little bit of Castle Crashers in it. So yes. good, like a game I would play without a doubt. So, well, day three. Is day that, three. Your, is that was yeah. your day two? Okay, so we can move yeah. on to day three. Yep. All right, day three. Jay, take it away. Uh, day three, I actually was a, a, as is normal for me, a horrible scheduling person. So what ended up happening for me was 
I uh, I didn't get someone to cover for me in the uh, the nursery at my church I go to. I I help out watching the toddlers uh, semi frequently, almost infrequently. But um, I didn't get someone to cover for me, so I had to go to that at eleven o'clock and then leave there at like one and hustle my ass to the con to get in line for the most important thing in the conference to me, which was uh, the the signing by the Penny Arcade guys by Mike and um, Jerry. And I really wanted to get stuff signed, so I hurried my ass over there, and Hap was waiting in line, right? So I'm like, oh, hop in line with Hap. All right, sweet. We're just in the second row of waiting. We're going to be, like, really quick on getting stuff signed. And all of a sudden, a thousand people stream past us to the other side of the waiting area. And then we see Jerry and Mike, that is Gabe and Tycho, walk to the other side and start signing stuff for those people. And we're like, wait, there's something wrong here. Uh, and what was wrong was we were in the wrong line for an hour and a half. So and what so, was wrong was you. <laughs> what was wrong was Hap. I'm mad oh. at you still. And, uh, <laughs> that sucks. And so we were totally in the wrong line. So we got in the right line for another hour and a half. So my, my Sunday was spent... Wait, you know, getting there late and waiting in line for three hours, and then wanting to see some more stuff in the expo hall. Which should I talk about that other stuff now, or do we want to pass it on to somebody else chronologically? Or, um, did you actually see it, or did yes, you? Yes, just... I saw the stuff I wanted to see. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Oh, okay, well, cool. yeah. Um, no, the things I really wanted to see that I hadn't seen at that point which is not to the exclusion of things I found out about five minutes before the hall completely closed, <laughs> which I'll talk about. But uh, the things I had to see were I wanted to play Cataclysm, the, the World of Warcraft expansion Cataclysm. They had both the Goblin and Worgen starting areas available for play. And based upon discussions I had with Rev, that stuff may not potentially be playable even at the next BlizzCon and maybe not even at the next PAX. And so I should try and get a chance to play that. So I did. I got a chance to play the Goblin starting area. I made a little uh, Goblin Rogue, which is what I intend to play when the expansion launches. His name was uh, Stinksap, which I think is a great name for a Goblin Rogue. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to uh, come up with a, a truly uh, superb name for my warrior. Yes, you will. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, very creative. I definitely laughed like four times in the first five minutes of playing it because goblins are hilarious and Blizzard knows how to write dialogue for goblins and quests for goblins. They've just been kind of doing it on the side for the past five years, but now they can do a whole race of it, which is pretty rad. Um, it was a lot of fun. Really good. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, the PCs they had playing it, I don't think were much more powerful than mine. But the graphics for the goblins and for the areas where they start were significantly improved over even the Wrath of the Lich King graphics, in my opinion. So I'm really looking forward to them bumping it up a notch in their uh, tech requirements and making it look really good. And the amazing thing, what blows my mind is that, you know, in all likelihood, we are going to see those graphics for the entire old, you know, the original yeah. two continents. Yep. That's awesome. So it is a new game, folks. I mean, it's getting a complete overhaul. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be pretty. Yep. Um, yeah, so I was really excited about that. I got to play it. I was thinking about trying to try out another class in Diablo 3, but it was just a time thing, and I was just, I better hit what I need to hit. The other game I really wanted to try out was uh, called Darksiders. And I remember, and that's not like ciders and you know apple cider. It's ciders is in the side of a person. And uh, I got to play that last year at PAX, and I remember it just being really fun. So I'm like, well, I got to play it again. Uh, so I got online to play it, and it's basically kind of an action. Uh, I don't know, like a not a dungeon crawler, but more of a hack and slash kind of third person over your character. It reminds me a lot of Devil May Cry, and um, what were the games with Raziel? Um, that guy without the lower jaw. Oh, yeah. What were those? Red. They were awesome. Come on. Kane. Yeah. Legacy Legend. or... Oh, God. What were they called? I can't remember. It's going to kill me. Why didn't we have Daisy on this podcast? She could have found the name. She would know by now because she's much better at Google than we are. Legacy, yeah. Legacy of Kane. Soul Reaver. Yes. Soul, Soul Reaver. Reaver. Awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah, those games were superb. They were so, great. If it reminds you of that, I'm I'm in, you know? Yeah. But more, more mixed with Devil May Cry without the annoyingness of Devil May Cry. Like, definite killing. Like, I almost pre-ordered it there. 
but I'm like, I'll just wait. <laughs> but it, it's pretty awesome. You've got your sword. You've got your, like, supercharged demon fists or whatever it is. You're kind of beating the crap out of guys. And then when I found out that your grab button also worked on enemies, and you grab, like, a mindless zombie by the ankles and then whip him over your head and slam him, shattering his corpse into the ground, I was like, I need to play this. That's the coolest thing ever. It, it was really rad. It nice. was so much fun. Um, so got, got in some play with Darksiders. And then at the very end of the day, there was a couple things I, I didn't see because I didn't get back into that area of the con until there was literally 20 minutes left until they closed the show floor. Um, they had uh, uh, over by the, I think it was by the, the, by the Bethesda booth, they have this new game, Borderlands, which I had never even heard of until now, or Borderlands, however you want to say it. Um, and... Rev had apparently known about this game all along. It was like, oh yeah, you didn't see that? And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You knew about a post-apocalyptic, cel-shaded, RPG-leveling-influenced shooter game, and you didn't tell me about it? Well, sometimes you don't like things, and so... Rev! Rev, it's cel-shaded, post-apocalyptic, RPG-influenced shooter. Like, these are my three touchstones. I'm hurt. <laughs> you didn't like my Indians shooter. That was retarded. What was that even called? You can't even remember. Peter, help me out. Come Thank on. you. You're done. All right. <laughs> Call of Juarez. Yeah, that was, that a, was good a great game. game. Eh. I liked it. Boom! Okay. Dutch power. So Borderlands. <laughs> all right, just boys. So talk about Borderlands, Rev. Why? Why would I talk about it now? Why would I help you out? I don't even. Because I'm AFK. Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks cool. Like it looks really good. I we didn't have time to get in line because they closed off the line by the time I got there, so I didn't get a chance to play it. But watching it, it looked really fun. Like. Yeah. Mad Max, Diablo, shooting, cell shading, go. Oh, yeah. Sounds pretty amazing and superb and wonderful. Worth playing. And uh, so. Let's kick it over to Pete then. Day three, if you're done, I assume you're done, Jay. And yeah, we do, I'm done. we do definitely need to wrap up here. But day three, uh, Pete, you you got to do some stuff as well, aside from standing in lines with Jay forever. Wrong lines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you enjoy? What what really uh, stood out to you on day three? Uh, well, I guess I mentioned a little bit of this uh, Battlefield Bad Company two. I got to play that with. Uh, Rev and another one of our buddies. Um, we went to the Dawn of War 2 panel, which I'm still completely psyched about. <laughs> um, we got the signings. What else did we do? I can't remember. PC free play. A yeah, lot of PC oh, yeah, we play. did a lot of PC free play. Pretty fun. We played a lot of <laughs> Team Fortress 2 and completely owned. Nice. Very good. I'm, I'm always glad because, uh, you know. We did represent. You you did me proud then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good time. And Rev, uh, they were standing in line. You were doing something else for that three hours. What were you up to? Mostly PC free play. And given that I didn't do anything really specific, I want to take this quick minute to give everyone who may have never considered going to PAX uh, like a, a good kind of push over the edge mm -hmm. in that if you are a nerd and you like geeky things, whether it be board games, video games, comic books, movies, television, PAX really is a place for you. The community there is really what makes this convention great. Yep. The main focus really is on video games, but you'll get a lot of board games and card games out of it. And being able to just go play a game on a PC or on a console or basically any of the good board games in the last 10, 15, 20 years for free, for free then you have to go to this yeah. convention. Let's, just, to, just to underline that for everyone, tickets were $50 for three days of 10 a.m., to 2 a.m. entertainment. Yeah. I dare you to find me a better money to yeah, out concerts. Right. And yeah. to, to contrast that, if you wanted to go to BlizzCon, you paid $125 <laughs> right. 
um, unless you're Rev, and I made him pay like 150 But you paid $125 for two days, 9 mm-hmm. a.m. to basically 9 p.m. So, wow, that's quite the deal. Yeah, it is a deal, and it is – you will not regret it. If you regret it, I'll refund your ticket. <laughs> to our our listeners, well, as of today's date in history, if you regret it, I'll refund your ticket. Well, it sounds like I mean we do definitely need to wrap up, and uh, my neighbors have just started having some kind of party. I never get invited <laughs> to the cool ones, so uh, let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Final thoughts after we just went through the three days, but just one one final thought, Rev. I think you just shared that um, this is our it's our people basically. You know, it's our community and. Um, if you are one of our people, you're going to enjoy it. Any any other final thoughts from from uh, you guys, Jay or Pete, about the the convention in general? That was your cue. Just go, <laughs> just go. If you haven't gone, go uh, next year. Just be ready for it. If you live on the East Coast, they have PAX East for the first time ever. Will be next year. Just go. You guys need to go. It's a lot of fun. You can't regret it. Uh, one quick thing. This is about cons in general. If you're going to go um, and you're going to go with a large group of people, don't be afraid to split off because I think that optimally the, the max amount of number of people to be in a, uh, a expo hall browsing group is three. Four is too many. Two is good too. One is lonely. Mm, but you need to be able to split off. So that's that. You get to meet cool people. You get to play good games. It's worth, worth it. Go. All right, Pete, any closing thoughts on the, uh, the whole weekend? Uh, for PAX 09, great time, worth the money. Um, don't be afraid to skip a panel to go to something yes. that you will enjoy a lot more because the internet is a big place. You can Google whatever you missed. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone to the, the second panel of uh, the Star Wars MMO. But instead, I went to the Dawn of War panel and got some epic swag. So, that's my thoughts. Yep. That's a great point. Yep. Um, we definitely saw that at BlizzCon. I mean, we missed a couple panels, but I was standing in line to play uh, the WoW expansion, and I'm reading Twitter on my iPhone and getting the updates from Brigwin, who is <laughs> an amazing guy, getting the updates of what was going on in the panel that I was missing. So, it's <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic point. Um, all right, well... Thank you guys for going and for bringing us all the all the news. Uh, we're going to spend some time compiling the show notes this week, and we're going to try to link to all those games with just a blurb, a little recap of you know whether we thought it was cool or whether we thought it was kind of lame. And uh, we'll get that going on the on the website on borkedcast.com for you guys. You can find us on Twitter at twittercom borkedcast. CD Eagle, Tesson T E S S O N for J, Revoked mm-hmm. for Rev. And I believe it is uh, long, and I will link it in the show notes for Pete. If you want to follow him, I recommend doing it. And also, of course, there's the email. You can email us, we at borkedcast.com. Check that out and send us any notes that you have. Um, we have to go right now. Unfortunately, we got to get online and do some hard modes in Alduar. And if you know what that means, you're definitely our people. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. And until then, stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.